Hi, I'm Thomas. Welcome to the Parachute Advice Podcast. My life has taken a lot of twists and turns, and on this podcast, I will dive into those experiences. The goal is to help everyone listening learn from my experiences and hopefully avoid some of the mistakes I've made. Hi, welcome to today's episode of the Parachute Advice Podcast. I'm your host, Thomas. Today, I want to discuss cooking during the holidays. This can be a real landmine field for people to navigate who are on a diet or even in maintenance phase of weight loss. I'll cover some simple ideas I've used over the past few years. First off, before we go too deep into this, keep in mind, if you're following a solid diet or maintenance plan, don't stress over the holidays. One or two days won't ruin everything. To that point, you should also not let holidays or any sort of event be an excuse to just abandon everything you've been doing. Let's take Thanksgiving through the new year. This is a tough period of time. You have a major holiday, then immediately roll into the holiday party season with happy hours and family get-togethers, where it seems like every event is built around drinking and eating, and I feel like it's every other day. When I hit that period, I pick a select few things where I'll deviate from plan and then make sure that every other day I'm 100% focused on my plan. So for example, I'll indulge on Thanksgiving Day, but make sure that the next day, Friday, I'm right back on plan. All right, let's step back a minute for those outside of the United States who may not have heard about this. Thanksgiving is celebrated the fourth Thursday of November here in the U.S. Traditionally, it's one of the few universal holidays where everyone has off of work Thursday and Friday. And often, people have a half day on Wednesday. As a result, it's the most common holiday where everyone will get together with extended family and friends. It's also one of the most traveled holidays in the U.S. because of the set schedule and the number of people who all have off at the same time. As a result, there is often parties and multiple events over the course of those days. Traditionally, if you've traveled home, Wednesday night is the big party night with your friends, then dinner or a meal with family on Thursday, and then casual party or event with family and friends on Friday. Okay, so we've talked a lot about how in order to lose a pound a week, you have to be in a calorie deficit of 3,500 calories a week. You can quickly see how between multiple days of events, you will miss that goal for the week and potentially undo several weeks of hard work. So this is where limiting what you partake in has to be a focus. You can't let a few days off plan ruin the long-term goal. As I mentioned, don't let your plan ruin your holidays, but at the same time, balance is key. So don't let the holidays ruin all your progress. Maybe it means just a few drinks and a light meal on Wednesday and then enjoy Thursday and back on plan for Friday. Look at what you drink. It's too easy to overconsume liquid calories. Take these examples. I'm going to assume that you're going out Wednesday night and you're going to have four drinks for the evening. That would mean four Miller Lights is 392 calories, four higher alcohol content craft beers, maybe 600 to 1,000 calories. Okay, so not, you're not a beer person. Then look at these. Four vodka seltzers is 392 calories, but four vodka tonics would be 700 to 800 calories. There's even lower calorie options like Bud 55 Select or MGD 64. Finally, don't assume a non-alcoholic beer is low calorie. I've seen those be as high as 150, 200 calories per beer as well. Another great example is the difference between a rum and Coke and a diet rum and Coke. This can have a difference of up to 85 to 100 calories per drink. I'll be honest, when it comes to mixed cocktails ordered at a packed bar, I don't depend on them to give me a diet versus regular, so I tend to stick to things where I know the ingredients and calories, like a light beer, a low-calorie canned seltzer, or a vodka soda. Another tip here is order beer in bottles or cans to avoid the potential for pitchers and getting, quote, 
topped off while you're drinking. It gets too hard to track what you've drank from a calorie point of view, which can hurt. It's also too easy a way to get drunk and potentially risk getting a drunk driving ticket. When I'm worried about sticking a plan, I tend to just drink Miller Lite in a bottle or can and make sure to switch back and forth between a drink and water. Okay, so we've survived the Wednesday night party. Now the cooking and eating will be in full swing. This gets hard, but it doesn't have to be impossible. If you're hosting, that is the best situation, especially if you're the one cooking for everyone. Little changes and loading all your recipes in an app like MyFitnessPal can help a ton. First off, I'll enter everything into the recipe feature of MyFitnessPal to know what calories are, or I'll look for similar recipes online that have that info. Next is to look for ways to cut calories without ruining the food. What do I mean? Well, does the dish really need as much oil, butter, or fat as it calls for? I'll warn you here, don't screw with baking unless you've done it in the past. Those recipes are very specific. Also, just like anything, recipes are not always perfect either. With all my years of cooking experience and formal training, I can't tell you how many times I've read a recipe and immediately noticed something is way off, like a step is out of order, or a quantity just doesn't make sense. I tell people all the time if a recipe fails, don't always assume you screwed up. It could have been the recipe. Honestly, I recently just struggled with a bread recipe that kept coming out too dense. I finally figured out it was the water to flour ratio. It was creating far too dense a dough that wouldn't rise correctly. Okay, let's use this example, my family's famous stuffing recipe that we've been making for over 40 years. It uses a ton of butter and chicken livers, both high in fat and calories. It's so good, but it's not great for a diet. So this past Thanksgiving, to get the earthy flavor from the livers, I replaced the one pound of chicken livers with three pounds of mushrooms, and I replaced the butter with just a half a stick. It turned out great. My sister came over and I asked her her thoughts without telling her the changes I made. She obviously noticed it was different, but really liked it and thought it was still pretty close to the original. So big win there. Next was our traditional candied sweet potatoes, which we stew in brown sugar and butter. This has been a favorite of mine since I was a kid. I followed the recipe, but drastically reduced the amount of butter and sugar. So it was more like a glaze versus a stewed bowl of butter and sugar with some sweet potatoes. All right, let's talk about dessert. Look for lower sugar and lower fat options. I personally have never been a big sweets person, so this helps, but take the past year. My sister always enjoys baking and wanted to make something, so she did a crustless pumpkin pie. This reduced the calories per slice by over 200 calories. Think about that. The calories were 200 less per slice. For another holiday, she made what's called a cranberry cloflute. I think I pronounced that right, but honestly, I'm not sure. This is a dessert that's a simple French dish. It's like a sweet custardy cake. Each half cup serving was just 175 calories. Again, far better than most desserts you could eat. Hell, this is the same calories as two and a half Oreos. Or honestly, the same as two and a half of any store-bought cookie. Let's not even discuss the famous Crumble Cookies, a popular chain that's really become all the rage and is very popular amongst my friends. Each one of those cookies is 100 calories per serving on average. But just so you're aware, each cookie is 5.5 servings. Who the hell cuts a cookie into five pieces, let alone eats just one piece of that cookie? Come on, seriously? Now, for your meal, add in a salad and some low-calorie vegetables for a filler with your dinner, and you can easily enjoy a Thanksgiving meal without ruining your plan. 
Let's not forget the turkey. If you avoid the skin and the dark meat, you have a low calorie lean protein. The lean protein and vegetables, assuming they are not loaded with fat, are a great spot to load up so you feel full and hit your macro targets for the day if that's your thing. You can easily enjoy your holiday and not exceed 2,000 calories for the day. Hell, even if you hit 3,000 calories but cut back just a bit over the rest of the week, you can stay in weight loss or maintenance, or at worst, maintain for the week with little effort. When I go into the holiday season, I set a goal to maintain, even when I'm on a diet. It eliminates the pressure and yet doesn't justify abandoning your plan completely. What does this look like? Well, it means a strict plan on the weeks between the holiday and plan deviations. But remember, it's not a free-for-all over that whole period. As always, make sure to track everything. It's all about holding yourself accountable. We've covered this a few times, but make sure you're not consuming your calories in forms that make it too easy to overdo it, like grazing at parties. This is one I still struggle with all the time. It's so easy to walk past the table on your way to, say, the bathroom and grab a piece of cheese and sausage or a cookie. Boom, that's 100 or 200 calories. Then on your way back, through maybe a handful of chips or Chex Mix. Boom, another 100 calories. All of a sudden, you've eaten 1,000 calories and not even gotten to the main meal. Worse yet, there's the pressure to eat even if you filled up on all those snacks. We've all had that friend or family member who offers you the plate with some turkey and ham and some sides and suddenly you're at 2,000 calories and we haven't even gotten a dessert. It's not to say you can't do this. If that's your plan for the day, then do it. But make sure you have a set plan. I just had a party where I decided I wasn't going to worry about what I ate or drank. I just set my calories for the day to 3,500 and went at it. Nothing crazy, but I certainly enjoyed myself. I had a set plan to do that for just the day. First thing the next day, I was right back on my plan. Hell, on my way home that night, I even grabbed a Snickers bar from the gas station after I got off the bus. I'd been craving a Snickers bar for months. Strangely, after I ate it, I didn't even enjoy it that much. I thought I'd like it more, but it just wasn't as good as I remember. That is one of the reasons why I think sometimes it's worth having a day where you enjoy yourself within reason. It helps me remember personally how much I don't enjoy eating garbage food anymore. On top of that, I physically felt terrible for several days after. I eat so healthy now that when I go off plan, I feel like crap for days. It's like a food hangover for me. Okay, let's get back to some cooking ideas. Let's map out a few items for a meal. All right, easy appetizer idea. If you enjoyed smoked fish, this is one of my favorites. Get plain, fat-free Greek yogurt and mix that with dried dill, lemon juice, and lemon zest. Chop up smoked fish like trout or salmon and mix it all together. You can serve this with crackers, bagel chips, or even vegetables. If you're not a smoked fish person, you can use the same recipe with cooked chicken or even canned chicken. Hell, you can even leave the protein out of it altogether and just eat it like a dip. Really, you could use plain fat-free Greek yogurt to make any of your traditional dips and save the calories from fat of full-fat sour cream or yogurt. Next, let's talk about side dishes. Seasoned vegetables is a great option like air-fried Brussels sprouts or even oven-roasted. Hell, do a mix of vegetables tossed with very lightly with oil, roast them till they're dark brown and delicious. What about a starch like potatoes? One of my favorite ideas here, and I've talked about it in other episodes, is petite potatoes like Yukon Golds or Red Potatoes. Cut them in half and then lay them cut side down on a cookie sheet coated in salt and a fat of your choice. I would use one tablespoon of bacon fat for a 9 by 13 cookie sheet. 
when done, pour in a bowl, toss, add salt and pepper if needed, and serve. Or do a salad of couscous or quinoa with chopped vegetables mixed in. Don't underestimate the benefit of a basic salad or vegetable with your meal to help you feel fuller and not eat a ton of calories. For example, a simple spring mix salad with a light dressing, maybe topped with some roasted chopped nuts and dried fruit and some crumbled cheese. Just limit how much toppings you're putting on can be because they can be very calorie dense. Hell, roasted vegetables are such a great filler and side dish. You can even do a mix of broccoli, cauliflower, eggplant, and peppers roasted in the oven until browned and then tossed with just salt and pepper. Even steamed and seasoned vegetables can be enjoyable. I've become a big fan of some of the McCormick seasoning blends, like their griller blends. Hell, Aldi's has a great version version of them as well. Sprinkle that over steamed or roasted vegetables and they're delicious. Protein, frankly, is the easiest one. Do a lean one like chicken or turkey and roast it. If it has skin on when you eat it, avoid the dark meat and skin and you have a great lean protein. Or hell, it's the holidays. Enjoy a little crispy skin, but track it and account for it. All right, we've danced around ideas and concepts I've used, but I know for a lot of people, the abstract is not helpful. I have the luxury of years of cooking experience in restaurants, catering, and getting a culinary degree to make this a lot easier for me. So let me lay out a great plan for Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner that I think anyone can follow. All right, I'm going to walk through this as step-by-step as possible. Here's your plan for any holiday, really. I think it's fairly easy and pretty much anyone with basic cooking skills can do it. First off and easiest, get a salad mix like spring mix from Aldi's. You can get a huge tub for $5. If you want to make it fancy, get Kraft fat-free raspberry vinaigrette, dried cranberries, and some slivered slivered almonds and crumbled feta. If done right, each portion will be 20 calories for the lettuce, 30 calories for the dressing, 50 calories for the cranberries, 60 for the almonds, and 20 for the feta. You have a salad for 180 calories a portion. And I was probably honestly high on estimating the calories for the toppings, but better safe than sorry. Another option, cut wedges of iceberg lettuce, make a dressing of sour sour cream, fat-free yogurt or low-fat sour cream, Dijon mustard, chopped fresh herbs, red wine vinegar, and salt and pepper. Drizzle over the wedges. You could even sprinkle a little cheese over it or crushed up breadcrumbs for texture. You'll have a 100-calorie salad Or skip the toppings and just do the lettuce and dressing for a 50-calorie salad. Next, do a roast lean protein like turkey breast or chicken. An easy one is the frozen Genio oven-ready home-style boneless turkey breast with gravy packet. I love this product even just for a standard dinner. What really makes it great is it goes straight from frozen to oven with no prep. You'll often see these for sale around the holidays. Let's say you eat 6 ounces of cooked, roast turkey, and some of the gravy. You're at 260 calories for the protein. Another option is to get a pre-seasoned item like the Smithfield Garlic and Herb Pork Loin Filet. Six ounces would be about 280 calories. Or do something like a roasted side of salmon or another healthy fish. You could also do a leaner cut of beef like tenderloin. But just remember, it's going to be higher calorie. So you're at about 250 calories per three ounces. You'll notice there, virtually double the calories of a lean protein like turkey. You could even skip a roast and marinate a bunch of chicken cuts, roast them, grill them, broil them, or air fry them, or even just pan sear them. Even mix it up. Do some chicken breasts that are boneless and skinless, and then throw in some chicken thighs. 
Just watch them because they will cook at different rates and have different calorie counts. You could even marinate them with a simple marinade of one or two tablespoons of olive oil, lemon juice, garlic, and chopped herbs. Roast that right in the marinade till done and serve. Think about it this way. While a tablespoon of olive oil is 100 calories when spread across five servings, that's only 20 calories. It's what I loved about using marinades and roasting versus pan sauces or pan sautéing items. Okay, side dishes. Let's keep this super simple. You could do something like Idahoan instant mashed potatoes for 110 calories a serving, but let's be serious here. You're eating two servings, so that's 220 calories. Hell, get a flavored version like the cheddar and top it with a little fat-free cheese to fancy it up. They even make a great red potato one with the skins in it. It's a great way to cheat and make people think you made them from scratch. Want to cheat and trick people into thinking you made your mashed potatoes from scratch? Cook one or two potatoes and hand mash them, then stir the chunkier pieces into the instant mashed potatoes for texture. Just take into account that you've added calories or portions. So if you make one four serving packet and add a mashed potatoes of your own, you either have more calories per portion or more portions like six instead of four. Also, don't be afraid to buy things that are pre-made that have calorie info on them and fit into your plan. Worked hard all day in the kitchen is to buy pre-made items and then serve them in your own containers. Or you could do simple baked potatoes topped with fat-free plain Greek yogurt and fat-free cheese. You're at about 200 calories per potato there. You could make your own mashed potatoes with fat-free plain Greek yogurt to make them rich and creamy and toss in salt and pepper with some low-calorie margarine or butter seasoning like a butter popcorn salt for your salt option. Just make sure you're tracking what you're putting into the potatoes. Or, something fancier, use that roasted potato recipe I mentioned earlier in today's episode. Let's talk about that in more detail. Get baby potatoes and cut them in half. Coat a cookie sheet with a tablespoon of oil or fat of your choice. Put down a healthy amount of salt, say one or two tablespoons for a 9 by 13 pan, and place the potatoes cut side down and roast at 375 degrees until crispy on the bottom and done through. Another easy option is a rice pilaf. Do a baked rice with seasoning and mix in a little veggies and a touch of oil and you have a cup of this for about 2 to 220 calories. The key here is if you add some oil, I like to add a low calorie filler like chopped vegetables so that a cup is closer to the original calories of just plain rice, accounting for the extra calories from the fat. Plus, if you're doing a big batch of rice pilaf, you don't need a lot of oil. All right, vegetables. This is an easy one for those not on a diet. Offer butter or a cheese sauce. Do roasted broccoli and cauliflower. For you who are trying to stick to a calorie plan, just a light mist of cooking spray, salt and pepper, roast till brown and serve that way. Or you could steam frozen veggies in a microwave, then toss with salt and pepper and serve with the options of butter, cheese sauce, or flavor them up with some plain fat-free Greek yogurt. All right, where are we at so far talking through this plan? Let's say 180 calories for the salad, 220 for the protein, 200 for a potato option, and 75 for a steamed or roasted vegetable with only salt and pepper on them. That's just 675 calories for dinner so far. Hell, let's add in 110 calories for a roll and a little light, I can't believe it's not butter, and we're at 820 calories. Now dessert. You could do a crustless pumpkin pie for 170 calories a slice, or do a real slice of cherry pie for 375 calories. Maybe some cake for 300 calories. Another option if you wanna go lighter is angel food cake topped with some strawberries or berries of your choice, tossed in stevia or a sweetener of your choice, 
and top it all with fat-free Ready Whip. You'd be at 170 calories per slice for that. Frozen fruit is a great option to top something like angel food cake because it's already kind of broken down and it will create its own sauce when you mix in the sweetener. All right, so between the meal and the dessert, we're now at about 990 to 1160 calories for dinner. Assuming you did not eat other items or drink some liquid calories and assume a light lunch earlier in the day of 400 calories and you're only at 1,560 calories for the day. As you can hear through this example, eating on a diet on the holiday isn't hard. Plus, all of this I think was pretty easy to cook for a person even if you have limited skills in the kitchen. Lastly, again, I would suggest building all of these recipes in the recipe feature of MyFitnessPal and then it will make logging your dinner that much easier. For other cooking ideas, I would highly suggest you check out my Instagram page, Parachute Advice. I post a lot of what I cook there and you will hopefully get inspiration for ideas. Thank you for listening. Please join me again for future episodes. You can contact me at parachuteadvicepodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's all one word, parachuteadvicepodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at parachuteadvice. Again, thank you for listening, and please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.